0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the VCO Esports Studio. It's been a while but we are delighted to be back and when we have been busy just this past weekend. We kicked off the IMSA Esports Michelin Global Championship powered by VCO. GTDs and touring cars went racing and we're talking to the winner of the touring car category today. Karin Tenguna, as part of the SimRC team, joins us and it was a busy weekend for you Karin, To not just competing in the IMSA Esports Michelin Global Championship but also racing in the 24-hour series Esports. Two different cars, two different tracks but two podiums and and one win you must be delighted after what was a very busy weekend
1: yeah that was great i mean it wasn't easy to focus on both races because I had to drive two different cars but yeah we made it um i mainly focus on Neo because um i'm doing mainly this championship with uh with kieran usually and kieran focused a bit more on road atlanta because he's doing data packs with uh, coach Dave academy on road atlanta so it was a bit easier for me to just focus on, um, on you, but, um, we drove with WTS as well on the uh, road Atlanta, so had a bit of practice with the, with the Velocer instead of the, of the Elantra, but it went really well, I think.
0: Carrington, you have become one of the finest that TCR has to offer on iRacing and 2022 is best exemplified that you won the iRacing Roar before uh, the 2.4-hour race at Daytona. And then after that, of course, the Hyundai NE Global Festival was a lockout of the podium for Core Sim Racing when you finished second behind Kieran. And then moving forces with Kieran to SimRC, you bolstered their TCR program. But let's go back in time before we talk about the present. How did you get started in Sim Racing and what are your first memories? Because you've been part of quite a few Major teams?
1: Uh, if I can remember, I think I started in 2017. I guess it was on um, on PS4, yeah, on Xbox as well. And uh, yeah, I drove AC, AC the first one, uh, a- yeah, the first AC. And then I moved a bit on PC. I went on Race Room and then I discovered um, iRacing uh, on YouTube and I just fell in love with it. I uh, saw so the first race was Le Mans. And when I saw that you could do just 24 hours of Le Mans on the sim, I just wanted to go there. And uh, yeah, I started first with controllers, and then I went on uh, different wheels. Uh, started with master and then now I have this uh, direct drive. But uh, yeah, that was some great experience uh, to get started. I guess it's not too bad to start with um, with this uh, with these games. But yeah, I I really loved it. And when you are a fan of um, motorsports, it's very good to to play some sim racing.
0: Let's talk about your love of motorsports then, because I think you're right. At le- the very least, you're learning racecraft, even if you're on a controller or on some of the console games. But is motorsports a family passion? How exactly did you fall, fall in love with racing?
1: Um, my dad watched um, went to Le Mans. It was in the 80s, if I'm right. And he's a big fan of motorsports. Like um, He has um, in, his, in his room a lot of cars, mainly Porsche. So I guess that's why I'm a fan of Porsche now. Uh, but yeah, I watched F1 cars uh, when I was young with him as well, so I guess it came from there for sure.
0: In terms then of joining onto the PC and, and moving forward from there, as you de- developed, you started with HM Engineering before moving over to Core Sim Racing, and then finally making the step to SimRC slash Team75Bernard by SimRC. What's the one thing that you've taken from each of the teams, content that's helped you along the way as you've just gone gotten faster and faster and more consistent?
1: I think you you always learn from um, people, like you always have more experienced people, Um, and it's the case in every team, you always drive with quickest drivers, so you can always learn from them. I think it's really interesting to have also the different um, way to approach a race. Um, Some people put more practice, some people put a bit less, but I I think it's a bit more interesting um, to see how they practice, uh, the way they're looking at the races. Um, what they're doing before the races, um, looking at the strategy, looking at the different datas. And uh, and yeah, of course, you always learn from people. Even the slowest people, you can still learn from them because they have a different approach to the race. Uh, sometimes they have a better race craft than you. Um, even if you're quicker, it doesn't mean you have the, the great race craft. So yeah, it's it's just interesting to, um, to learn from the people. And uh, yeah, I think... The fact that I drove in great teams like Prolog. Uh, I started with Prolog, then I went to HM Engineering. And then I moved to Core, which is uh, I guess one of the one it was one of the best team racing team uh, when I was uh, in the team and even before. Uh, so yeah, it's just a great experience to get to, to join these teams.
0: You're still a very young chap, uh, Corrin Tim, but as you look at the experience that you've accumulated over these teams as well, what stands out most to you as that moment when you thought, Oh, you know, I can do pretty well because this uh, Daytona 2.4 win in January was your first iRacing special event win, but you've had many successes in the years previously.
1: Yeah, I think it's because of the experience. Um, and also I think it's because i focused mainly on one kind of car. Um, I, not sure if you can really be successful. Some people can be successful on driving different cars, but I choose to drive the TCR mainly because I'm I like these cars. It's always cross racing, um, close fight, and uh, yeah, I'm just used to it now. So I guess it's because we won many races with uh, Kieran. It's because we have like I'm driving TCR from now from now two and a half year uh, with the RS3 first. So yeah, I think it comes from the the fact that we have a lot of experience. Also, we have quite a Good knowledge uh, with their scars. Um, so yeah, I guess it's it's come from there for sure.
0: In terms of this focus on TCR, I find it interesting that you you think that's been a key to your success because you talked earlier about how many different platforms, uh, controller inputs and whatnot that you kind of went through. Before you started focusing then on TCR, where were you kind of at at a competitive sense? What cars are you competing in? And, and where were you in terms of mindset of what you wanted to do in sim racing?
1: I've done a lot of um, Cup car before when it was the 991. Uh, I really loved it uh, until ni- the 90s4. Uh, then they changed the car and I didn't really like it. But yeah, I drove a lot of Cup car. I really loved it. Uh, it's, I think it's one of the f- main car I drove. Um, and then yeah, I moved to TCR. Um, I've done some some GTE as well, uh, some IMSA. Uh, and then yeah, of course, I've done my first endurance races with exile uh, Racing Team, which was my first, real first uh, team. Uh, so yeah, it was just great to to drive different cars. But yeah, like I said, it, I just fell in love with this I always um, take pleasure when I drive these cars. Uh, but yeah, the, the cup car is also very good, and uh, I hope I can do some cup cars in the in the future again.
0: So let's talk a little bit about TCR then for a moment, uh, Carrington, because of course for the longest time it was just that Audi RS3 LMS, and while there were a lot of drivers that flocked to the car initially as the years went on, uh, the participation tended to die off. You, of course, were one of those that stuck around, and now it's seeing a breath of fresh life with the, Hyundai, the multiple Hyundais and Hondas joining the forces on iRacing. What's it like now for you, especially this past weekend, for example, we talked about two races at two different tracks, but you had to switch from the Honda to the Hyundai. How easy is it for you to switch between those two machines?
1: um i think the the fact is that we're making data packs on the um, on the stcrs with scotch academy so i I guess it helps a lot um we are weekly doing driving on these different cars um and yeah we also need to put a lot of practice like you cannot get great results without putting some time in practice that's that's for sure and that's the truth for any cars um but yeah it's not a very different way to drive the cars of course you have to um, use a different driving style um, with the Veloster and also with the Tri even if it's quite the same car Um, but yeah of course you're just getting used to it by driving this car so I guess it's just with the practice and the experience we have that we're able to put maybe better lap times or having a bit more success I would say
0: So you came second in the 24-hour series eSports race, but of course came out on top in the MC Esports Michelin Global Championship. Let's talk a little bit about round number one at the Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. You must be intimately familiar with being the slower class uh, in multi-class chaos, but what was it like for you experiencing this series for the very first time as the GTDs tried to blow their way past you at the (laughs) tight and twisty Road Atlanta?
1: I think it was a bit more difficult for Kevin because I didn't make the start. But yeah, it was a bit tricky. Um, I mean, it, I think it's one of the trickiest tracks for the multi-class, uh, and especially with uh, us uh, with the touring car, um, because the difference speed is so insane uh, with the GTDs. So we had to just look at the mirrors uh, every every corner. Um, but yeah, the good thing is that we have been able to make the gap a bit during the race. I think the great strategy uh, decided by Kieran in the before the race has been the key for us to pull away. Um, and then it was a bit easier for me because when I took the car, I had Eleven seconds, gap, if I remember, so I just tried to chill a bit, um just not don't take any risks. it was just not necessary, and I've been able to pull away with that, so yeah, I think also because we're just used to traffic as well with that this year, we've done three seasons in neo, so we have quite a lot of experience uh, of course, first season hasn't been wasn't very good for us, uh, we've done many mistakes, but I think to improve with the time, the second season we won uh, we won it so Yeah, I guess it's with the experience that we have been able to manage that race pretty well, even if at the end it was a bit tricky with the rejoin, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, and let's talk about that, right? What are the benefits of being with the GTD cars is this TCR goes to the old damage model where significant contacts are punished less. And there was the moment where Jamie Fluke unsafely rejoined the track and took out Kieran with about 10, 20 minutes to go. And then there were nervy moments as he had to try and nurse the car across the line. What exactly was going through your minds and on the team radio when that moment happened? Because it was totally out of your control.
1: Yeah, it was just painful to watch because I, I... I had nothing to do on this one. I couldn't even do... I couldn't do anything myself my side as well. Uh, and yeah, I think the first reaction was that I was completely shocked about this, uh, to be honest. Like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And the frustration as well. Like, when, when you manage that race so well, like we've done, uh, maybe 20, 18 seconds in front of P2. That was just so crazy to, to leave this. Um, and then I, I was so... Uh, scared of getting the ball, but we didn't get mid ball. i don't know why because the um, i guess it's because the car just hit the um, defense from the front so maybe that's why but yeah and and karen was really scared at the end but i just told him mate no worries we have the gap the car is fine no mid ball, so just keep going and we will be fine and yeah we got this so but it was so so scary
0: I think probably what was most shocking was the fact that it was Jamie Fluke in particular, who is definitely not the type of driver uh, you would expect to see that. You've mentioned a couple of times so far today your work with the Coach Dave Academy. So let's talk a little bit about that, because I always say that being a world championship, a top-level driver, is not just about going fast. It's about understanding the car and understanding how you can make it go faster. And there's no better way than with the kind of work that you and Kieran do on a week-to-week basis, building setups for the Coach Dave Academy.
1: Yeah that's insane like when I got this opportunity to do it and also thanks to David Perrell and James Parker for giving me this opportunity by the way. Uh yeah that's so great like being able to work in such um, a professional company it's just insane. Um I'm managing GT4. Uh Karen is doing a bit of t- uh TCR and G3 as well. I'm doing 2 GT uh, 1 TCR. And yeah it's it's very cool to to be able to drive these cars. Uh, we have a bit of experience with with each cars. I've done a bit of GT4 in the past. I've been part of the Porch For Sprint Challenge GT4. That was in 2019, if I'm right. And, yeah, of course, this year, we are used to it. So, yeah, it's, it makes it easy. Um, and, yeah, we've worked a lot on the on the setup. So, yeah, of course, the work is a bit easier. We can give some advice to the engineer we're working with sometimes uh, because we are doing a lot of tes- testing. So, sometimes, we found some good clicks. But, yeah, it's, it's really nice to be able to, to work on the... And it's amazing, like it's a bit of a dream come true because you always dream to work on your patient, and that's basically what we're doing with Sherwin, so it's just amazing.
0: And like you said, it's not just you that builds these setups, you've got uh, support and help behind the scenes. Just how much fun is it when you do some of those live sessions working with the engineer behind the scenes to try and dial in the car to go as fast as possible?
1: Yeah, I like live session, but sometimes I'm a bit frustrated, and you can see that in the on the stream. So it's not <laughs> it's not really cool. But yeah, it, it's very good uh, to do that because um, I think it, sometimes you don't know what the, the guys are doing behind the scenes um, on the different setup shops. And I think Dev Academy is giving the opportunity to the subscriber to see what we are doing with the cars, what we are changing on the cars uh, on the different tracks. Sometimes you need a different setting because of uh, the track is as long straight, for example. or It is a smaller track with uh, more corners. So it's very interesting to do that, I guess. Um, And yeah, it it gives the opportunity to the people to do what we are doing, which is is good. At least they know what they are paying for, uh, I would say. So yeah, that's a very good concept for me.
0: You're a young driver, 21 years old. Uh, What are your goals and ambitions for sim racing? Because of course, we're now at a time when there are opportunities for drivers to make a full-time career within sim racing. Uh, But of course, it's not for everyone. What are your viewpoints and what are your thoughts moving forward in the sim racing space?
1: Yeah, first I want to keep doing sim racing because it's just my passion. Um, I mean, my first passion is motorsports, but yeah, motorsports is a bit uh, expensive, of course. but yeah, of course, I want to keep doing sim racing. And yeah, if I have the opportunity one day to do some, even some testings, like I, I'm not really asking for a race, even if it's happened some uh, one day, I would be just grateful. But yeah, I'm just happy that just to do sim racing, I can basically not leave off from my, my patient, but I can at least having some revenue from it, which is very good. And, um, and, yeah, if one day I can get the opportunity to have a drive on the on track with a real race car, it would be great. Um, I've done some. Uh, it was 991 GT3 on a, on a racetrack, and I enjoyed it. So, yeah, I guess with a true race car, I will enjoy it even more. But, yeah, that, that's great. sim racing is already really good. So, yeah, I hope I can keep going. I hope I can still get great results. I guess we can um, with the practice and et cetera. And, yeah, I would be very happy to get one day that chance to have a real ride.
0: And in some ways, right, it's come full circle. You talk about your your father's love of Porsches, and now, of course, SimRC partnered up with Team Seventy Five, Bernard by SimRC, and I do think you've had the chance to drive the Spider Man Porsche 911 GT3 R this season in some of the iRacing special events. Let's talk a little bit about that. How cool is it uh, as a sim racer to be partnered up with a real world team and a real world team with so much history behind it?
1: Yeah, that's that's really cool. Like it gives them. I think give more visibility to the to the the e-sports team, of course. Being able to also be partnered with such a great team like um, Team 75 is is so cool. Um, maybe we're gonna I'm gonna have chance one day to to look at the to watch them uh, on track. That would be great. And um, and yeah, it's just insane. Like being able to just drive the car with delivery of the of the DTM uh, car on on everything is is so cool as well. Um, also, Dylan Pereira is um, is also part of the of the team, which is a real driver. Um, so yeah, it's it's also really cool to have um, the feedback from the real drivers in the um, in the esports team. I guess it helps uh, to have their experience, um, even if it's more a real experience. But yeah, it's it's very cool to be to be linked uh, to the to the real world.
0: I'm just saying, if Timo is listening, if you win the IMSA eSports Michelin Global Championship, uh, maybe you can ask for at least a test day in one of their cars. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) please. (laughs) So let's talk about the rest. Yeah, let's talk about the rest of this IMSA eSports, especially Global Championship season, because you said Road Atlanta is going to be tough for traffic. But I think this Sunday we have the toughest track for traffic when we head to the WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Because after that, it's relatively easy. We go to Indianapolis and we go to Daytona. While, yes, it will be crazy, it will be slightly easier to figure out. What are your expectations for this Sunday? Uh,
1: Quite the same with Road Atlanta. Um, I don't think there is... A better track for traffic i guess most of the track can be a bit scary sometimes like day now you have the bus stop you have the turn one so yeah each track are a bit tricky uh of course the first two are the most i would say uh, with the corkscrew that's the one i'm favoring a bit the most but yeah it should be fine i mean the main thing we said with Kieran before the race was to not take any bad risks um and especially because on with the TCR, we have um, a big uh, amount of draft, so you don't really need to take risk if you want to stay behind someone. Um, so yeah, it's just about not taking too much risk. I think it's not worth it. We saw some touring car during the, the first race being uh, swiped off the track. So yeah, you just need to be careful. Just watch your mirrors, what's the relative, and just do your, your job and not take too much risk. and. Yeah, it should be fine. But yeah, I think each track are a bit tricky with traffic. So I'm not more scared on Laguna Seca than how I will be at Daytona, for example.
0: Interesting. I really, really enjoy that kind of insight. Before we let you go as well, Corentin, I want to kind of talk about the way that safety cars changes your thoughts about strategy in sim racing? Because it's a unique thing that we don't really have in too many series. Of course, this MC Esports Michelin Global Championship does have that. How exactly have you you and Kieran talked about how that impacts your drive time and the way you plan out the stints?
1: Yeah, I think we didn't really talk about the safety car before the race, about the strategy. Um, I think it's mainly something that you can decide when it happens. Um, like you cannot really expect a safety car at some point even if you can maybe just think about uh of the safety car uh before the race. But yeah, it's just too tricky to expect to be honest. Uh, but yeah I think safety car is a very good thing. Um we were we a bit lucky at the end of the race to not get a safety car because with the car being like five tenths slower, it would have been a bit um it would have been bad for us. But uh, yeah I think it's a very good thing to have safety cars. I think it's missing a bit on racing. Um we are just lucky to have them on the on the different leagues. Um, but yeah, it would be great if they can add some safety car in the, in the special events. I guess it can be a bit tricky to add them, um, but yeah, I think they can make it at some point and, uh, yeah, it just gives more, um, it just makes the race more interesting, I guess, because sometimes when you see the car being 30 seconds in front of P2 or of the pack, it's not really interesting, but yeah, I really like the fact that we have safety car in this series. Like for sure, it's going to be, we're going to have interesting races, um, like the next three races, I guess we're gonna have maybe one safety car. I hope we're gonna have because it's, <laughs> it's, gonna, be, it's gonna be cool to, have, uh, to see that in the race. Even if I, I prefer to not be part of the, the crash if the safety car happens, but <laughs> yeah, it would be great to have some, uh, some safety car,
0: yeah. I think we were all a little bit shocked we didn't get a safety car in round one. Thank you so much for joining no. us, Quentin. Congratulations on the success this Sunday. It's going to continue to be busy for the rest of the year. And we wish you well for the rest of the IMSA eSports Michelin Global Championship. That's going to wrap it up though today, as we return to the VCO eSports studio, we have been out for a while, but we've been busy behind the scenes, plenty more to talk about for the rest of 2022, but that is left in the future. We'll be back hopefully next week with another guest in the sim racing world as we continue our journey here on the, vco esports studio for now though do remember we can watch us live on the vco twitch catch us on your favorite podcast platforms after the fact for everyone at vco for mike yow behind the scenes and myself arjuna kengi party thank you so much for joining us we'll see you next time for now so long and race on